Hey y'all, it's your girl Keith of Kentucky and you're tuned into another episode of So There's That the Podcast and we're back a month later and I hope that you're not pissed at me about it. I think this is what we've resulted to. <laughs> this used to be a weekly thing and now we're, we're here with monthly, but I'm going to give you what I got. As usual, we're going to talk our shit. We're going to, you know, get into some things. We're going to get into some personal things and I hope you can understand where I'm coming from. <laughs> I love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Anybody that support, listened, shared my shit, um, recommended my shit to people. Like I really, truly appreciate y'all, especially for me to really be able to give you guys content on a monthly basis. When I know there are various podcasters and creators and such who give that to you, sh- give that shit to you on a daily basis, and y'all still come through, y'all still listen. And I just want to say I'm so appreciative and so thankful for my listenership. And I just hope you can continue to do that. Continue to gas your girl up. Like I'm here. Like I'm, I'm, I haven't forgotten about this. This is like one of my first loves. And I really, truly enjoy getting on this mic and, and, and talking with y'all for a little bit, whether it be like half an hour, an hour and a half, you know, I'm here and I have a lot of shit to talk about. <laughs> um, obviously we're still going through the Corona thing. I don't think that's going nowhere, no time soon until we can kind of figure out where we're at. I have voiced my frustrations about how we are as Americans dealing with COVID. I think we kind of got to a point where we, we said, okay, this is a thing, but I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> like, like people is like doing what they want to do. Um, people are rolling up to the random targets and Walmarts without a mask on. Cause they feel like that's their right to not fucking have a mask. They don't give a shit about the people to the left or the right of them. Um, as far as I'm concerned, we're doing training events and shit. Um, we're, we're actually touching and grabbing and, and carrying people um, for a requirement. And I don't understand because we're still required to wear masks at work. So I don't understand. Um, there's been people who have, I'm really just getting super deep just now, but I'm, I'm gonna let y'all know. I like, sue me, like what the fuck? Um, we had people that were writing A9 letters, anonymous letters, to to the place of my place of employment because they were pissed that there were more than two people getting on the elevator at a time and me it's just like let's pick a fucking side of the fence to stay on are we gonna be proactive about you know really getting rid of the coronavirus so we can get back to our fucking new normal are we just gonna pretend like this shit don't exist and do what the fuck we want to do like i'm over it that's the point of frustration that i am with as far as coronavirus, COVID-19, like, bitch, it's the worst shit that can happen this year. And (laughs) it really hasn't affected me because I've been doing the right things. I've been responsible for myself and my kids and my husband and and making sure that we're doing the right thing so that we don't put others in harm's way. We haven't really gone anywhere. We haven't gone out to eat. We dine in. We wash our hands. We use hand sanitizer. We are six feet apart from people and and coronavirus is really just truly fucked up all plans that i had for 2020 i really wanted um me and my husband were going to celebrate our seven years married our anniversary and i really wanted to treat us to a honeymoon that we never received we never had a wedding uh, and there were some things that i you know i can't hold water <laughs> so i ended up 
like kind of telling these plans to my husband in the midst of all this shit because I was just super disappointed that we didn't get an opportunity to really do any of those things. I was already talking to travel agents and all sorts of stuff. And this is some fucked up shit. I just can't wait. We're in the last quarter quarter of the year. And I'm just hoping we could just make it through this shit without another crazy incident happening. It seemed like it's been something crazy every fucking month. We just get more disappointed and more shot down and more dumb shit. And I'm just ready for a fresh breath of air. I don't know if 2021 is going to be that reprieve that we get, if that's going to get the exhale that we so deserve. But um, I'm hoping so. Like, I'm like, 2021 got to come with the shits. Like, um, cause, cause I'm tired. <laughs> I'm over it. Um, I can tell you guys, and this is the segue a little bit into what I wanted to talk about initially when I came on the show today is that I am happy. And I do have like a safe haven in this show called Lovecraft Country. I'm going to be completely honest with you that the shit is very hard to follow. So if you're somebody who has just started watching, or if you're interested in, in watching this, something that you really just the fucking phone down for a second (laughs) and look at the damn show because it is very easy to get off track and to have to rewind constantly to figure out what the hell is going on in this show um like yourselves (laughs) or maybe not I have my Facebook memories that I go on to often I go probably daily actually where I go on my Facebook memories and I see the shit that I've posted in the past. And I'm, uh, you know, I feel the ultimate cringe within myself because what the fuck was I talking about? And why was it y'all's business for y'all to know all of these extreme uh, details about myself <laughs> and the things that I was going through in my relationships? When you know better, you do better. And that's okay because if anything, I'm looking at that shit for growth now. You know what I'm saying? I've gone so far I've gotten so far at this point so I look at it I laugh I chuckle and then I'm like bitch she was tripping and then I move on um but I remember like two or three years ago I posted a status saying that I was kind of like over black cinema at that point um I was sick of the black narrative movies with the slaves I was sick of the comedies that were centered around the holidays and kind of yearning for this supernatural um uh, scary horror, these type of things that we've seen in Get Out and that we've seen in Us and all of these new era movies that we've gotten from Black creators that we can now indulge and enjoy. And so Lovecraft uh, Lovecraft Country actually joins um, within that genre that I was speaking to, that I was yearning for. Um, and so I'm happy to see it, and but I'm not going to front you guys. That shit is very hard to follow. So what I do when I watch Lovecraft Country is I go and I think the Vulture.com actually has summaries that they release shortly after the episode is aired. So I read it. I get another you know point of view from what I've watched. I've kind of tied some strings and make some shit add up from what I actually watched on camera or not watched on camera, but watched on the TV. And I, I've come to very much enjoy the show. Um, Courtney Vance is in it. I actually should pull up Journey Smollett, um, who is, I saw before I actually started watching it, um, I saw a lot of memes about Journey Smollett. There was one of her running through the woods, had no clue, had no context as to what that even meant. 
uh, there was a picture of her in front of flames that people were talking about, yo, give her an Emmy because she deserves. And I didn't know, but that really drew my interest to like, let me figure out how I can um, find this show and watch it. And shout out to my girlfriend, my good girlfriend, Varisha, for letting me... <laughs> letting me borrow her HBO so that I could catch up and watch this show like it's friends like this like I went on literally went on Twitter and three of my friends was like here watch it it's great you gotta you gotta look at this shit and so shout out to the real ones who gonna give you the login information that matters okay that means something to me because you trust me with being able to run up the bill so I'm gonna owe them I'm gonna pay it for it <laughs> but I just still have to say thank you so much for letting me do that because I've come to fall in love with this um the show um let me say i'm going to jack up her name ajane ellis um she's an actress she's played in now there was one i was trying to remember but i haven't watched it and it was like i think it was a slave series but i can't think of i think it was on bet and i can't remember what it was called I want to look it up, but I don't want you to hear me typing and shit as I go, but I'm probably going to look it up. She also was, what I know her from as of recent was she was uh, on the Clark Sisters um, movie. Was that a movie or a series? I'm not sure either. <laughs> Let me get my shit together. But she was in there and she's fucking amazing. Johnny Smollett, fucking amazing. Courtney Vance, a veteran in the game. Just, uh, he's a great actor as well. Who else is in there? Um dude from the wire damn with the big ass scar on his forehead y'all know what i'm talking about can't think of his name maybe if i pull up the shit <laughs> lovecraft country cast <laughs> and give these folks the motherfucking flowers they deserve instead of trying to make y'all remember with some fucking appearances and shit let me say their names okay because you gotta say people's names while they're up and living and not when they're just dead okay message um journey smollett of course and we know her from eves by you we know her from rose bounce we know her from a lot of great um 90s sitcoms um that she was always in and now jonathan majors i'm not really familiar with him um, I feel like I've seen him around somewhere, but I can't, I don't know what he's played in before this. Let me see. Now I'm looking. The Last Black Man in San Francisco, The Five Bloods, which I still have to watch. I haven't watched it yet. I don't think my spirit is ready to watch Chadwick in his last performance. I'm going to get there though. You know what? I did watch White Boy Rick, but I guess I just don't remember his role in that movie. Now that I'm looking at it, I don't see him. I don't know. I don't think I've seen a lot of movies that he's been in. But you know what? He does well <laughs> in Lovecraft Country. He plays Atticus. And uh, it's just long. I'm not going to give y'all the breakdown. I just I just can't because it's so complicated. Um, He's in it. Michael K. Williams, which is... He's from The Wire. He plays Montrose, Trose, Montrose Freeman. Okay, Wumi Masako, I think this is one of her first roles. If not, I don't know, but she's killing the shit right now. She's like absolutely fucking killing it. Um, she plays Ruby. Um, like I said, Courtney Vance, he plays George Freeman. This fly ass white bitch, Abby Lee <laughs> Kershaw. I mean, that would all love, okay? 
she plays Christina, who is um, very fucking racist, but also very fucking beautiful. It's horrible. It's really horrible to watch. Um, and then, like I said, Aljune, I really hope I'm saying her name right, Aljune Ellis. Um, and she plays Hippolyta Freeman. It's just a great show to watch. And it's really um, enriched in historical facts. And they put a lot of stuff in there. And every Black lead is extremely smart and intelligent and well-versed and they're just trying to make their way and fucking racist as America like with overt racism and situations that they have to deal with I'm talking about like getting beat down getting shot at like sundown towns stuff like that is really crazy but it's also got this mixture of fantasy and monsters and aliens and (laughs) magic and it's really fucking wild but the underlying story is really great and i've loved seeing it and there was this episode that i'm going to get into here in a second because y'all can hear my daughter right now and i really like to finish this segment so i'll be right back First of all, before I get into this episode that I really want to talk about, I want to tell you a conversation I had with one of my coworkers when I was talking about building my dream home. I've gotten pretty deep into some manifestation shit. Like I really see a big future for myself. I see a big house for myself. And, 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 and most importantly, I see a big fucking soundproof <laughs> key code entry <laughs> media room for myself and I described this to the girl that I worked with I said it's gonna have a big black couch with furry pillows I'm gonna have a sound system I have full media um my Mac is always gonna be pro baby um we're gonna have a view big open windows of the lake or the beach or the water whatever it's going to be water outside of the the window but with that we're also going to have you know, blinds that we can just take the light out if we need to, if we need a dark space for our meditation, because we're going to have a meditation corner with a mat for yoga. And then we're also going to have a big wall of mirror. I don't know if this is going to fit in the room that I want, but this is what I envision. This is what I want. And like I said, the most important part of this room is that it has a keypad entry, which means my kids can't get in there, which means my husband can't get in there, which means that (laughs) it is my place of solace. Okay. That's it. I love everybody in my family. I truly do, but I need my corner. I need my room. And I also mentioned that within that room, it will possibly have like some kind of water, like the the soft water, like situation. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Like the fucking rocks with the water that flow over the rocks. Like I need that. I need a random keyboard because I said that I was going to teach myself how to play piano again or piano, bitch. I rate, I can get a grand piano. Um, But I'm just not certain how big this room is going to be. So whatever size room that can fit all the shit that I said that are are of my requirements do have to make it in this room. And I send that out to the universe, period. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) 
because I need it. And this is one of the reasons, like, I'm, I keep this shit in here. I could very well edit it out, but y'all going to get this realness and y'all going to understand where I'm coming from. And the reason why y'all only get one episode a month, because it's very hectic with three kids and a husband and we both got the same job and we both allow ourselves time to ourselves. But, you know, sometimes the kids make a way downtown, baby, and you can't help that. And it is what it is. Just make it do what it do. And I want to push out these episodes to y'all and make sure y'all get them. And and if sometimes y'all hear a random baby in the background, not random baby to me, but random to y'all, um, talking. <laughs> Sometimes you might get a baby talking in the background and that's fine because I'm real and I don't want to take away any of the authentic, what is it? Authenticity. There we go. <laughs> Woo. It was a big word. Not really, but, um, I don't want to take away from that and I'm not going to edit that out. It is what it is. Um, it's real. It's happening. My kids come down they want to be on their mama leg all day and that's fine, but I really want to get this out. So, we were talking about Lovecraft Country and I was talking about my love for it, but I was also talking about how y'all need to really fucking sit down and watch it if you decide to watch it. Like this is not one of those things where it's not one of those shows where you can sit down, kind of be on your phone, kind of be on Instagram, kind of be on Facebook and watch it. You have to be fully engaged with this show in order to figure out where it's going because um, every episode seems to be focused around a centered uh, character and things can change and you might forget what the fuck's going on and, and you just really just have to be paying attention to what's going on one of my favorite episodes so far is an episode I believe episode 7 which is entitled I Am and it is centered around Anjanae Ellis's character Hippolyta Hippolyta is is a homemaker um, but she's also very smart. She's a mathematician. She's a genius. Um, she helps and she is the brain behind her husband's work of creating these black traveler guides. Um, and, and she's the mastermind behind it, even though her husband does the actual footwork in order to make sure that these things add up. And a lot of shit happened. I'm not going to sit here and spoil the episodes or the actual series for you because there's a lot of shit that happens up until episode seven to lead us where we're going. Um... I'm trying to word this in a way that does not spoil anything for anybody. And I think I got it. At a certain point, she comes to terms with this thing that she has and she finds out how to open it up. When she opens this thing up, it is actually a gate into like this world where she could pretty much be whatever the fuck she wants to be. She gets there. She's obviously shaken. She's confused. She doesn't know how to react because she's out of her norm um, of what she's usually um, doing or responsible for whatever. And she's there and she's this white space and this beautiful like black Afroed alien comes and tell her tells her to name herself and she didn't even really know how to approach that 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 demand she didn't know how to do that and the first thing that she asked for was that she wanted to be on the Paris stage with Jacqueline um woo I'm about to mess her name up I shouldn't her name is right on the tip of my tongue <laughs> Jesus Christ let me see let me Oh, why can't I remember? It's right there. Not Jacqueline. It's definitely not Jacqueline. <laughs> Let me get there because I probably had y'all really in there right there and I lost the name and it really fucked me up. 
Josephine Baker. Jesus Christ. Y'all know who Jess- Josephine Baker is, the banana girl. You know, she's do the dances. She's very iconic out here and has, you know, a lot of people have, you know, redone or dressed up as jo- uh, Josephine Baker. Well, she said that she wants to be Josephine Baker. And the next thing she knows, she is on the stage in Paris. She's a dancer. She's living her best life. She's very confused. She doesn't know what's going on. Obviously, she's out of her element. She's never been so free in her life, right? And even though she's met with a lot of, um, you know, backlash to a lot of the dancers there, it's kind of almost like she's put in that moment and people knew that she was there the whole time, but she doesn't know that. And so a lot of people are kind of like getting on her because she's in all of being on the stage with Josephine Baker. And she eventually comes to, to know herself, to be comfortable within her body, to assimilate into that environment, to enjoy herself, to be the full woman that she is. There was very um, short uh, <laughs> for that time. You know, some of the outfits that they were wearing on that stage were very uh, titillating and, you know, um, they looked at way worse than what a bikini would be look like today um, or a costume of that design. Um, and she just learned to love her whole ass self. And she came to a realization that she was selling herself short a lot of that time um, because she still had this realization of herself as being her husband's wife. And um, she was having this conversation with Josephine Baker. And it was just her coming to that realization that she is um, bigger than, than what she was living in regular regular earth like i said this shit is so layered and crazy so she she's having this come to jesus moment with josephine baker and she realized i am hippolyta she says that she she goes into another fucking world where she becomes like this african warrior princess and and she looks to have been going up or being taught by the the top dog um that is you know pretty much giving these words of encouragement to the fellow warriors and while this is happening um, Hippolyta is on the ground. She doesn't know what's going on. She doesn't know where she's at. But all she knows is fight. I have to fight. And she's being beat down by this teacher um, that's there. And it's a very powerful scene because throughout the speech that the teacher is having and giving to the female warriors, Hippolyta is trying to find out a way. How do I fight? And how do I continue to press forward? It's a really big fucking lesson in how black women persevere and are persistent and fucking pushing through any obstacle that we have to come towards. No matter the fear that we have in our hearts, we, we just, that is of our nature. It's tiresome, (laughs) it truly is, but it is something that is deep rooted in us that we have inherited from our ancestors. It is just a lesson for that we we, we don't got no give up. We we don't have that in us. We push forward for the most part. Um, And then eventually they show us how Hippolyta became stronger. She was able to fight back against the teacher who was essentially just, you know, trying to learn or something. And um, they were able to take out this army of white men. um, And then it stops there. And then she comes to and also realizes that she is her husband's wife and that she does um, appreciate and adore and love that side of herself, that submissive side of herself, that loving and caring side of herself. And so this episode, baby, I probably did not describe it 
in all the glory that it needed to be described in. Um, but if any episode that you just wanted to watch, okay, episode seven of Lovecraft Country, even coming into it without any previous knowledge of what the fuck had even had gone on, I think you could possibly even do that. That episode for Black women is imperative to have. Like if you have an opportunity to watch it, I also shout out to nice shout out because I ain't getting paid, but MrWorldPremiere.com. If you can deal with a little pop-up situation, you can watch Lovecraft Country on there if you're not willing to get a free trial for HBO or anything like that. Before my friend was able to, you know, let me use her login. That is how I was able to watch. I can watch Power. I can watch all the Real Housewives of Atlanta. That's how I get mine. Hopefully me telling y'all doesn't blow up the fucking website <laughs> because I still use it um, because we are streaming cable right now. We don't have actual cable and I recommend that as well. I think um, cable is a big waste of fucking money if you can get Sling or your Hulu, your Netflix, whatever fuck you like to indulge in. Get those things. Don't get cable. But cable was a waste of money. But that episode in particular, it really stuck with me. And then two nights ago, I was watching the Billboard Music Awards. My friend Gloria had put me on and said, hey, you know this coming out? And like I told y'all before in a previous episode, I don't even be watching that shit no more. Like there used to be a want and a need and this intrigue with watching live broadcastings of these award shows and it's not fun anymore and it's even more not fun now because COVID fucked up the game and so a lot of these performances are um, given to no audience they have the stage to work with but there's no audience there's no reactions (laughs) it's so bad I can't wait till we get back to a, a like normal as normal as we can get um but I remember watching the billboard awards and there was a commercial on for the army. You know, y'all know, I don't feel no type of way about the army. Shout out my nieces in the army. You know what I'm saying? She's doing her thing or whatever. But I'm a Marine. So I, you know, I mean, there's, yeah, I guess I have some kind of sense of pride here, what I say. <laughs> I, okay, whatever. But they had their um, commercial was set up where. This guy was talking to his sister or his friend or whatever, and he said, you know, I want to be a part of something bigger than myself. And I don't know, and I said this on my Instagram story, I don't know if there's something going on within me. And I'm okay with that. And I'm looking forward to whatever the fuck the end result of this is that I feel about myself. That, I'm, that amount of intensity that I have um, and disgust that I have with that comment on the commercial of, I want to be a part of something bigger than myself. You need to be big yourself. I don't like that feeling of, um, because I've associated myself with this corporation, which I can acknowledge all the great things that it's done for me. And I can acknowledge all the opportunities I had and all the stepping stones I had, but I don't feel like, I don't feel like this shit is bigger than me. Mm. I don't. And I know that is a, uh, that's a selling point for them. I've been in a recruiting situation. I have not been a recruiter, but I've been under the umbrella of it for so long that I understand that they use these buzzwords in order to get people uh, riled up and ready to join. And I'm not anti-join the Marine Corps or anti-join army or military branches in general. But what I am here to say is that um, this joining this organization or joining any organization that's military is 
not going to, you shouldn't be going to be a part of something that's bigger than yourself. You should be going because you're, you are using that as a stepping stone to whatever you are to be big yourself. I don't like that. That didn't sit well with me. I didn't like that shit. That no longer is a selling point for me. And I can't sell that to other people. So I'm in this situation right now where I've got a few people in my um, office that I am, you know, trying to make sure that they are going to be well when they do hit the civilian sector. And I can't sell them short. If they want to go off and figure if they want to do better things outside of military service, then I'm not going to sell them hopes and dreams. Like I was having a conversation with some peers the other day that they're not even doing enough to keep people around. (laughs) And that's just real. It's just real. It's not hating. It's not speaking against. They're just not. It's, It's drawing down, drawing down. And they're not offering enough benefits for people to feel like they want to be retained in, in these branches of service, period. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is. There's lots of benefits that come into it. I would be lying to you if I said anything otherwise. Um, but I've been to a lot of retirement ceremonies. And I've sat up and watched a lot of grown men cry. And there's nothing wrong with grown men crying. Um, but crying, like heavy crying, like regretful crying. And that scares me uh, to spend 20 plus years of your life somewhere where you, you get up on a stage in front of your peers and you can't be uh, you're everything but proud and happy. You're scared. You're shook. You don't even know how to fucking approach your family anymore. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm good. Um, I feel like when I watched that commercial, it really was like the... It was like, it wasn't like the awakening or nothing. It's something that I feel like that has been brewing in me all 2020. If anything great could come out of 2020, it was self-realization. And the same self-realization that Hippolyta faced when she got to go to these alternate uh, universes in order to see herself and what she could be. See herself on these stages and see herself fighting enemies and fighting battles and doing all that. that. That resonated with me in a way. Um, because we do shortchange ourselves a lot because we feel like we um, only have such an arm's reach to do certain things. And, and our arm's reach is much greater than what we assume a lot of the times. If we just believe in ourselves, another one of our friends, I mentioned her a lot on the show, Jamitra, she always talks about manifestation and really just doing... The, envisioning what you, where you want to be and what you want to do. And her friend, Shantae, who I've kind of like made a friend of, she has a tattoo on her wrist. I'm not sure if she listens to the show. She has a tattoo on her wrist about doing the work. So those things with manifestation and doing the work, you can become fucking anything you want to become. And that's a scary thing too, because are you going to fucking do the work? Because you could think all the beautiful things in your life and imagine all of these grand fucking things but are you gonna do the work to get there Hmm. i don't know but all i know is (laughs) back to the point i want to reach that self-realization that hippolyta was able to and even though she went back to her old life she went back in order to save her daughter first of all 
And second of all, she went back with all this infinite not. There's a quote. I'm going to say it. Sorry, that's my mouse clicking. So she said, I was on Earth 504 and I was there for the equivalent of 200 years on this Earth. I could name myself anything. Infinite possibilities that came with infinite wisdom. And I'm going to use all of it to save my daughter. She had an option to stay on that planet where she could just be wherever the fuck or whoever the fuck she wanted to be. And um, she chose to use everything she learned with that experience of being on Earth 504 and implement that into her life. And I think that is just a lesson to be learned is that when you go through these life experiences, you can see yourself being these things. And I think you could work towards doing those things, but you also just have to make it a realistic situation and then apply that and move forward. And you don't have to be stuck in these fucking sad situations that you find yourself in. You can move past it. I don't know. I love the fucking show. Episode seven. Fucking great. I am. You got to watch it. Great. Amazing. What's Lady Gaga say? Amazing. Innovative. Great. You know, like that show, that episode in particular did a lot for me. Um, I want to go back and rewatch it. I thought it was very powerful, especially for black women. Um, I encourage you to go watch that show and I encourage you to be beyond your situation and be beyond whatever you feel like your means are. And if you, whatever fucking dream you have, bitch, that wasn't empowering. I take that back. (laughs) I went too deep. Whatever dream you have, like go for that shit. Don't get, don't get caught up in your bubble, man. Don't get caught up in your square. Whatever you fucking dreamt of as a kid, is it fucking obtainable? Did you make it this fucking thing that may not be obtainable? You can still do that shit. You know what I'm saying? You can still do that shit. And that's me. I just want to talk to my sister the other day too. And it was a big lesson from losing my mother and learning the things that she wanted to do. Um, and she didn't get the opportunity to do them. She was at work. She, she worked. She put food on the table. She provided and she didn't get to do shit else. You know what I'm saying? And that is so fucking sad to me because I look at my mom like a superhero, but she was probably unhappy the whole time because she didn't get to do half the shit that she ever wanted to do in life. Um, the first time my mom flew out of state, out of Louisville, Kentucky, is because, you know, I got her out of there. She went to Vegas um, and we had a really great time. It was a memorable time. Um, but I just, you know, I don't, I don't want to be stuck to this fucking square, man. I want to, I want to go do auditions. I want to fucking, I want to get out of this situation. I don't want just a retirement. I don't want, you know, I, I want to be happy. And I feel like that's obtainable. And I still think there's a, a way to structure responsibilities and do all the things you're supposed to do and take care of your kids and be a good wife and be amazing and still do the things that you want in life. I think that's an important message to have. I, I've gone on for a long time, but y'all get the gist. Y'all get what the fuck I'm trying to say. <laughs> but I just felt like that that episode was very impactful to me. And I just wanted to share that gem amongst you guys. And I think we're going to stop right there and come back. And we're going to talk about some messy shit. We'll be back. Okay, so we're back. And I just want to say, um, 
duh like duh cardi b was gonna get back with offset why are y'all so concerned with this lady she's 28 years old shout out to cardi b it was previously her birthday not too long ago she celebrated she had a great time it looked to have been and people are super pressed i wasn't here in the last month so in case you don't be in the blogs like your girl she did apparently file for divorce from offset um i read it i kept scrolling because i just felt like you know, that ain't my business. Fine. You know, and she's had a situation where she said she was going to leave him and she didn't leave him. I don't be getting invested with Cardi being offset. Mm -mm. They met to be together at this point. Like if she want to be with offset, she going to be with offset. And who am I to judge? I've been in many a relationship where I feel like I didn't took niggas back plenty of times when they should not have been taken back. But I, there was something probably going on with me that was deep down rooted and that it just had to keep going back until I knew better and then I did better you know what I'm saying that's gonna be for Cardi to have her fucking aha moment and when she do it's gonna be fine we probably won't even know about it we'll probably see her popped up on the scene with a you know a new dude or maybe not a new dude maybe she just be doing her or maybe a new woman who knows but that's not our business and I don't care no more like she wants to be an offset she looks like she's having fun she's having a great time her ass matches her thighs you know she had to gain a little bit more weight she lost a lot of weight last year and that's no shade uh, she acknowledged that I was talking to my friend George and Tommy because I don't know if it came off as shade it wasn't shade but she knew her thighs was not matching her ass she had to get it together she had to eat some more um, but fucking beans and carrots what they say beans and carrots cornbread I don't know I was born with my ass so I don't know what you gotta eat to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> I had my ass from the rooter to the suit actually I lied there was there was some dark times in high school I didn't always have no ass <laughs> but I know there was a period after, especially after I had Christian shout out to Christian for just giving your mama a little, a little more little something going on Cause she was a little, she was kind of bean polish a little bit. She looked like she didn't eat much. Me, I'm talking about me. It's me. Um, I can't think of no. I was asking my friend to give me some advice. I don't think, I don't think she got to get the chance to go back. Gloria, where you at, boy? <laughs> she didn't get to talk to me. Oh, Cynthia got married. She said something about Cynthia. We don't care. We don't care. Nene is officially not coming back to Real Housewives of Atlanta. I don't know how to feel about that. When you're looking at the cast, and I think I went into this last episode, when you're looking at the cast of Real Housewives of Atlanta, they got two new broads on there. Latoya Ali, and they got the girl from the game. That's what she's going to be known as to me because I can't think of a name. And she also played T-Boz in the, in the movie. Then you got Cynthia. You got Kenya. You got Candy. And you got, I think they brought more. Did they bring Marlon? Because if they brought Marlon, then that's going to spice it up just a little bit. Um, who else is this? Is that it? And Portia. Why well, I forget about Portia? But Portia's probably going to barely be in this season because she stayed her ass locked up. And for good reason. We talked about that. We're not going to talk about Brianna Taylor this episode. All I know is that they are trying to open some shit up, shit up and expose these motherfuckers as they should. So I am looking forward to the results, uh, the final results of findings and shit that Daniel Cameron tried to hold. But we're not going to get deep because we want to keep this lighthearted. What else? What else? I talked about Cardi. I talked about Cynthia and uh, whatever kind of wedding she had. I don't know. I'm not trying to hate on Cynthia, but she just 
she irked me in a way and I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how I feel about it. There's nothing else that really happened. Motherfuckers is still trying to put <laughs> Megan as the reason why she got shot. I don't understand. I'll never get it. And I won't be able to comprehend it. So we gonna let y'all rock for the idiots that y'all are. And if y'all still fucking with Tori or have streamed that fucking album or we'll look at Quarantine Radio. Where the fuck? Because it looks like he's about to release that. Then fuck you, really. Like, I mean regardless of whatever Megan Thee Stallion did and also fuck Jason Lee for being messy. He released some story saying that Megan Lee, uh, Megan Lee, Megan Thee Stallion got into an altercation with a male at Cardi B's um, birthday party. Being the messy motherfucker he is, um, he threatened to tell his, he told Jason Lee, told his friend, who was it, Monique, that he had a sex tape from her that Princess from Love and Hip Hop Race former wife gave him and that he was going to release it on the website because business is business. You just don't trust motherfuckers like that. Because there's, there's got to be a line. I don't care if I have a big booming blog <laughs> and hella people follow me. If there's people that come across in my DMs, my inbox or something like that that I know, I'm just I'm not posting that shit for follows. There's a, there's a, there's there's just got to be a line that you, you draw <laughs> with your reporting and shit. Like, I know you want to do that, but I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, I, I don't, he's getting skinny. He looks sick, but he's, he, you know, he looks good. Um, I don't know. Like, he looks like he's working out. And you know how some people, they lose a lot of weight and it's, their face just start looking weird. So I just got to get used to his new face. So that's fine. He was showing that he was working out. He's not sick. So um, what else? Hmm. So we got pretty much all the UPN specials on Netflix right now. You can now um, stream Moesha. You can stream One on One. You can stream The Parkers. You can stream Girlfriends. I mean, the fucking whole Thursday, Friday night special is right there for you to stream. If you don't have nothing going on Friday night, then go ahead and do that. It's there. I was just talking to my husband today in the car about how they all well he brought it up to me (laughs) they all follow the same recipe it's the main girl with a girl best friend who also has a male best friend who eventually becomes a love interest and then there's a single parent so that is pretty much moesha parkers and one-on-one um girlfriends has a little bit of a different thing i couldn't get into girlfriends but a lot of my adult friends said that re-watching girlfriends is actually cool so i'm gonna try to get back into that maybe that was the disconnect for me is that i wasn't an adult when i watched it the first time around so i think i'm gonna sit down and actually try to watch girlfriends i remember joan being annoying i remember tony being annoying i remember maya all them niggas was annoying to me so i'm gonna go back and watch i remember i told my group chat this and they almost disowned me but I'm going to do the right thing and try to rewatch this shit over again. Um, what else? There was something else that was on the tip. Oh, happy, happy congratulations, Nicki Minaj, for giving birth to your son. Yeah. Woohoo, everybody. Nicki Minaj, congratulations. We're doing the right thing. We're going to be nice. Um, black women don't be making it through fucking maternity and fucking pregnancy and and giving birth and shit so i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna be messy i actually 
from what she's expressed, she seems to have had an issue with conceiving or at least holding a pregnancy from what, you know, just assumption. So I don't, I'm not joking about that. Honestly, congratulations to Nicki Minaj on the birth of her baby boy, which she confirmed on her Twitter herself. She's not with y'all. And I wouldn't be with y'all neither. Y'all posting random people's babies and saying that that's Nicki Minaj's baby. Like, chill out. I'm pretty sure she has a a people-like deal where the baby is probably going to be out there sometime soon. Maybe not. Maybe Maybe not, you know, like she's entitled to that. Y'all saw the way y'all treated Blue Blue Ivy. Like I wouldn't show my fucking kids either if I was famous, famous. You know what I'm saying? Like I would never because y'all motherfuckers is reckless. Y'all be talking about kids and babies and shit. Like chill out, like sit down somewhere and go get a life like out this bitch. I don't know if there's anything else to talk about as far as celebrity news is concerned. Y'all know the election's coming up. I don't know what part y'all play, how y'all feel about it. Do what you can do. Vote if you want to vote. Don't vote, but don't complain. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what the fuck people be saying, but it's coming up. It's going to be a thing. It's going to be in the news for a while. So just be mindful of that. We also in a Mercury retrograde right now. I could have sworn I thought we were already in one, but maybe I wasn't paying no attention. So be mindful of the things that you purchase and the things you say. And when you get some heated conversations with each other, just take a step back. You know what I'm saying? Take a step back and reevaluate. You know what I'm saying? Like, reevaluate. Don't say nothing too crazy. It's really crazy. Um, we're supposed to get a full moon at the end of this month, I believe, a- October. Where's April at? <laughs> Long gone. October 30th, I believe. Um, and that's going to be Halloween Eve. And that's going to be a lot of people doing some crazy shit. So just be, again, be mindful and all that. And you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't think there's too much anything else. Is Ari and Moneybags into it this week? Who knows? Who is Ari? Who is Moneybags? <laughs> no one knows. Um, I really think that is it. Let me see. Let me do a let me do a sweep of the blogs real quick just to make sure I didn't miss nothing. Ooh, that looks like Amanda Silston says some problematic shit to people again. I love her. I have a love-hate relationship with um Amanda Seals. But I knew her as Amanda Diva, so I really fucked with her. Yeah, it don't look like shit going on in these pop culture streets. Um, people mad at Ice Cube because he did some shit with Trump. I don't know. I ain't going to research that shit either. It ain't my business. Is he trying to get money for black people? Sure. Okay, fine. Is he working with some, you know, borderline racist people in order to do it? Probably. But I mean, where do you go? Like, it's, uh, we don't know what to do these days. Like, I don't really even have a point of blame to, I don't, what, you know, where's my heaven or hell to place people in? I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? I'm staying out of folks' business. I suggest you guys do the same. I love y'all. We'll be back and we're going to close out the show. So I really do wish I had wrote down a bunch of people that I want to promote or put out there in the atmosphere. But if you are starting up something, like I said, in my Hippolyta segment, do you follow that shit? Figure out what you need to do, do the research and do the fucking work. Put it out there. And then after you do that, contact your girl. Give me a script. I'll read it off. I'll promote your shit for free, for the freedom. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm here I, I think people be thinking I'm playing when I say, hey, just give me like a script or something or let me know if you sell a product or if you pre- provide a service, send me that shit and I'll read it off. I It, it helps me. It helps you. Um, I 
my audience base is decent size, but you get one person that's one sale, motherfucker, stop acting like I ain't out here helping the folks. You know what I'm saying? It helps you. It helps me because I get to learn how to read scripts. That's ex- that's what I want to learn. I want to learn how to read scripts and, and just market them hoes. That's basically all I want to do. So n- not all I want to do. I want to help you. But if if I'm doing this free of service, this is what I'm getting out of it is what I'm trying to say. So do not hesitate. I do have an email that is rarely used. So there's that pod at gmail.com. Then you can also DM me at, um, so there's that pod on IG. And then I have Keith the Kentucky presents. So there's that podcast on Facebook as a like page. Feel free to add topics that you feel like I want you want me to talk about or anything like that. If you have any recommendations, Oh, before I get out of here, that's the one thing I want to talk about. Shout out to Durant Bernard. Okay. I've been following Durant Bernard for years on YouTube. I'm a big, big fan of his. I got an opportunity to see him live with Erica Badu down in Dallas, Texas, Texas, courtesy of my friends, Misha and Mildred. And I really enjoy his voice. I've enjoyed his creativity. He self-describes himself as being like, what it was? What was that description? It was like Lil Richard, Erica Badu, and Prince. And I was like, yeah, yeah, motherfucker, yeah, that's it. Like <laughs> he sounds so great. It's very much late '80s R&B. It's very much explicit. Um, he's very much giving you, you know, he's he's my age. He's an '88 baby, okay. Like, and he's being very open and honest about himself. Uh, there's a song on there in particular that I had to look up the lyrics and I was like, okay, Durant. So, okay, we're going to be talking about that. All right. Okay. And it's like a one minute song. And the name of the album is called Durant. It's self-titled, but you know, it's, if you're searching for it on Spotify, Apple Music or anything like that, it's D-U-R and then the and sign. <laughs> but I think you just look it up by his name too, which is D-U-R-A-N-D-B-E-R-N-A-R-R. Okay. Bernard. Okay. So without a D and it's a great album. I listen to it from start to finish. If you're somebody who likes the way people structure their, the vocals, um, that take time and interest in, in ensuring that they give you a fucking fixed product. He he tells you all about that in the first single, which is called, not the first single, but the first song on the album called Mixed. Um, he actually chewed our asses out on that song for the people that are fans and that have been begging for music for him for a while. He talks about the process and how long that shit can be and that we should sit down and be patient with our fuck asses. And I appreciated the self-read. It's all good. I just wanted the music, so... Standout track from Standout Tracks. <sighs> Jesus Christ. And I'm going to get off of here. Stuck featuring Ari Lennox. Um, oh, so good. It's so good. Don't you get, I'm going to mess it up. Y'all know I can't. Don't you get stuck in love with me. I wonder if I play a snippet of it. Is, is, is Anchor going to kill me for it? But I'm going to play a snippet of it. Um. Let me turn it down and get to it like a middle portion. Cause I just want y'all to hear just a little bit of this. It's just, it's fucking great. Now I don't know how it's gonna sound. I am now 
See, I can listen to the whole song. Don't you get stuck? So that's a good song. And then he also he has he has a song called Curiosity, which um I wish I could remember who I feel like he was trying to mirror on this track, but it's really funk, 80s, early 80s, maybe mid 80s. Um, it's a good album, y'all, but I'm gonna give y'all just a little snippet of this. And I read the genius lyrics. I'm like a, such a nerd for lyrics. I need to read them. Like when I was a kid, uh, I used to get on the radio, record them on my cassette tapes, run them back, write the lyrics. Like I've always been that girl because I will fuck up the lyrics. If I don't know what it is, then I'm gonna fuck them up. And even when I was recording them off of the radio, like it's, Whatever it sounded like is what I was going to write down. So um, he has this track called Curiosity on Genius. And it was actually, if you don't know who Durant Bernard is, um, he's been on YouTube, but he's also on a show on BT. I can't think of it. Oh, I can't think of it. Somebody's going to let me know what it was. But he is, he, you know, he's, he's fluid. You know, he's bisexual. I didn't know he was bisexual. I just... When you make assumptions, you make an ass out of what? You and I, I just assumed he was gay. So I didn't know that, you know, he dabbled. But the song Curiosity speaks to his experience with a woman for the first time. So if you're unfamiliar with Genius, Genius allows the artist to go out there to make the annotations for the meanings of their lyrics. And <laughs> the meanings that he annotated for those are hilarious. I just want you to know. It's just, But I'm going to play a quick snippet. Of this, hey. I don't know if I can hear that good. My bad if y'all can't. So that's it. Those are the two standout tracks for me. Those are the ones I've had on repeat. He has really great songs. There's a song on there, Gratitude, that I'm assuming is a love letter to his family, particularly his father, for just accepting him for who the fuck he is. It's just great. He has a song with Anna Wise called Passport. It's fucking amazing. I love the whole album. I love the whole album. It's great. It's something that I've been waiting for. Um, I think I haven't felt this way since um, Hive Mind dro dropped from internet. Um, and this has been on replay. It's quickly, I, like we have a repeat um, playlist on Spotify and it's quickly taken over like the top 10 slots because of how much I listen to this album. So I definitely recommend this. I also recommend an artist by the name of Thundercat who I stumbled upon from TikTok. And there's a song called A Funny Thing that I just, I'm obsessed with. It's a really feel good track. And I think we need all the fucking feel good that we can, we can get in 2020. So I recommend that album, Durant's album and, and Thundercat's album. I believe it's called It Is What It Is. From start to finish, I haven't um, really gotten into Thundercat, but if you just turn it on, it's such a vibe. It really is. It's very... Now that one, that era, if I could give it an era that's very late 70s funk, 
Uh, it's just what it's giving me. If you're somebody who is an old head who prefers older type of music, I believe that Duran Bernard, um, Thundercat, Steve Lacey, like all of them motherfuckers, they're going to do it for you. Okay. So if you never heard of them before, you're welcome. Okay. So that's really all I got. I really wish I had some recommendations for some black businesses, but I did not do my my research <laughs> before the show. I had a little time. So I decided to get on the mic and talk to y'all for a little bit. I really hope y'all enjoyed the show. I hope y'all stay safe. I hope y'all stay mindful. Remember, we're still in the Mercury retrograde and doing all things y'all need to do. Just build yourselves up to be better people. If you feel like that's voting, then go vote. If you feel like that's taking a look in the mirror and really just addressing the fuck shit that you've been enduring or the fuck shit that you put on other people, do that. Okay. (laughs) Whatever you got to do, baby. I'm here for it. I'm here for your growth. And I want us all to, you know, push through in the year 220. Okay. That's all I got. I love y'all. Um, y'all have a great day. And until next time, we don't know when next time is. Also, um, this show is dedicated to my friend Jasmine Brown. Appreciate you. You know what you've done for me. You know how you've uplifted me. And you know what you're doing for me behind the scenes. And I, I truly appreciate you. And I hopefully you got an opportunity to listen to this show and, and hear that, even though I tell you endlessly because you deserve it. Um, thank you for believing in me when there's a lot of people who don't. I appreciate you. All right. So there's that, guys.